oh my word, I don't know anybody there. I have to leave all of my friends. I have yep. to leave my little bubble that I have here. Yep. We don't have a church there. Right. Where? What church are we going to go to? I'm not going to fit in. I don't know anything about the East Coast. Yep. The you don't love me. Yeah, you... The kids have to shift school and they're not going to find friends. And yeah. now I'm not thinking about... You haven't thought about me one iota. You. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, Understanding Your Spouse's Primary Need. I love listening to you do that intro. You have just a beautiful voice. Thanks. I was just standing standing here, sitting here watching you going, this is fun. I like that. And I got it on the first try? Mostly. You, know, you heard that little edit. pause? Yeah. <laughs> processing, processing. Yep. No, we'll call it good. I can edit it out. All right, we'll call it good. Uh, last night we had a friend over who was dating uh, someone, and this relationship is, I think, probably five or six months old. It's not, it's not super long yet, uh, but it's getting to the point where they're getting deeper in the relationship with mm-hmm. each other, right? Like all relationships do. Yep. And... As him and I are talking about this gal that he's dating, um, he's he's kind of sharing kind of how she behaves in certain situations and how he behaves in certain situations. And it becomes really, really apparent that um, his girlfriend is operating out of the primary need that most women have, and he's operating out of the primary right. need most men have. And so I kind of started sharing him sharing with them what those primary needs are and you can watch all the light bulbs start to yep, click on it was great and it's like oh that explains so much as to why these things happen between the two of us exactly and so we said it's probably time to you know put them into a podcast yep so pop quiz for everyone who's listening and wants to play along women have one primary need and it starts with the letter s men have one primary need and it also starts with the letter s but it's a different word and it's not sex. Because everyone thinks that primary need is sex for men. It is not sex. So, see, we can read your minds through the podcast here. Yep. What is a man's primary need and what is a woman's primary need? Talk amongst yourself for 20 seconds here and see if you can guess what it is. And when you're ready, resume again and, and see how well you've done. Let's start with the woman's primary need. And I'll let the woman in the room answer that question. What is your primary need when it comes to relational stuff? Safety and security. Safety and security. I also throw in the word stability. You mm-hmm. have three choices for, for the women that all start with the letter S. Safety, security, or stability. Why is that so important to you? Well, because I don't like getting hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that answer is right there. If you can be safe, you will avoid pain right. in some way. And right. you don't want to be in pain. You don't no. want to be scared right. in some way. Right. Whenever we make decisions or we're, we, we have to uh, come up with an idea for something, the first filter that goes through you is, is am I going to get hurt? Am I going to be, be okay? Risk? Am I going to be okay? Right. And it's not even a, 
a conscious nope. thought nope. either. Nope. So if your primary need is safety, security, or stability, a man's primary need is significance. Significance. Um, a man wants to know that what he does is important, that he right. is important, that he is wanted, that that he is valuable in some way. I actually have a theory, and this applies to myself, that um, uh, a lot of men are walking around as insecure little boys. The most fragile thing on the planet is a male ego, mm-hmm. and we don't we want to avoid looking bad, looking stupid, looking incompetent, but also being insignificant. Men find their significance in two primary areas: the job, their yep. occupation. Again, if a guy has to go to a, a go to a job and he is easily replaceable, if the boss says, "You know what?" If you weren't here, we could replace you by lunch. You're not that important. It's not that big a deal. It's hard for a guy to get up and go to work at a place like that. So occupation is the first area that he finds significance in. But relationship, and this is where the sex thing plays into men and their sense of significance. Because if a woman, you know, after having sex with him goes, "Mm, wasn't that great? You know, that was forgettable. Or I'm not very satisfied. You can cut a guy off at the knees with that that kind of statement. Because he wants to prove his virility. He wants to prove... He's a man's man by being able to please a woman, not just sexually, even though that's what the whole world and the whole culture focuses on, but that he can please a woman emotionally, relationally, that that this woman wants him. Because again, if a wife comes up to him and goes... I'm not that attracted to you. I don't really like you. I, I I don't want you. You're you're not that important to me. If if that happens to him, it can rattle his significance in right. some way. And and the key thing here is she doesn't have to say those things verbally. No, it could be non-verbally. It, it can be completely non-verbally. She's communicating that yep. to him by just the way she behaves around him or yep. the way she interacts with him. Yeah, very clearly. Mm-hmm. If she's sending that message. I, I make the suggestion that 95, 98% of all fights in a relationship ha, uh, bump up against one of these two issues, safety right. or significance. Because if my need for significance compromises your need for safety or stability, now we have a fight. So what right. it looks like is I come home and I go, good news, honey. I just got a promotion at work. It's going to be a 50% pay increase. Uh, it's going to be a title bump. And I'm I'm getting really excited yeah. about this. I'm excited this and happy. Good news. For you. The only thing is, is we have to move across country and, and be in the branch on the East Coast. And the first thing you think of is. Oh, my word. I don't know anybody there. I have to leave all of my friends. I have yep. to leave my little bubble that I have here. Yep. We don't have a church there. Right. Where? What church are we going to go to? I'm not going to fit in. I don't know anything about the East Coast. Yep. The you kids don't have love to shi- me. Yeah, you... The kids have to shift school and they're not going to find friends. And yeah. now I'm not thinking about. You haven't thought about me one iota. And now what could be an exciting conversation? Because I'm going, yes. I've been chosen. I am getting a title bump. I'm getting all these amazing things is now squashed by your your fears bumping up against this level of security or right. stability in some way. Right. Now that's not a bad thing and those questions are absolutely valid. Um I have to come in and be aware of how this promotion, how this opportunity is going to affect you. Right. So what it could sound like is is Honey, I've gotten a title bump. I've gotten uh, a promotion. 
and we've got to move before I say yes to it. I haven't said yes because I want to understand um, how that's going to affect you, how you feel about that. If you think that we are ready to make a move like that, because it's not just me doing it and you right. dragging you along with my with my career path. It is a decision that we come together so that so that you can go okay, yes, this actually could be a good thing and I'm willing to step into this uncomfortable place. Right. But overall, that would be a good thing to try and right. here's what I'm going to need. Right. And if you want to make that even sweeter yeah. in how you communicate it, you can come in and communicate. You can say, um, I've been offered this new job, a pay raise, a bump, but I want to talk to you about it because it requires something more. Yes. It requires us to move, but you preface before you give that move piece of information you say i want to talk about it with you i want to share what find out how what you think about it yep. i want to communicate that piece before you mention the move part yeah um not before you have the conversation about it but just telling that you want to talk about it because it requires this yeah thing that will compromise your safety and security kind of the most valuable piece of this conversation is I am thinking about you yes. and how it affects you. It's that getting out of that survival selfish brain right. and getting into the we brain. We are in right. this together. Um, our happiness is more important than my happiness in right. all of this. And, and, I, and I think if a, if, if a spouse, if you came to me and said that it would make it much easier for me to be able to go, I'm so excited for you. Yeah. That terrifies me, but tell me, tell me how yeah. excited you are. Tell, tell me all the reasons why you want to do this, what you think would be good, how you think this could work for our family yeah, and how, you know, those kind of things. Yep. And I'm not doing that in a sales pitch sort of, I'm trying to convince you or talk you into right. my idea. It's just, here's why I'm excited, but I'm going to hold it loosely because right. your feelings are more important than, than pushing you to do something that you're terrified of. Right. I think if you work, if you both work to think about each other's feelings, yep. um, that's important. But if you also work to stay open yep. and curious about the other person, yep. what they're feeling, why they're excited, why they might be scared, all of those things, those openness and curiosity are really, really important. Really important. And if you can keep those in the forefront and not defensiveness, yep. um, it's real easy to become defensive. And that's, that is your protective self coming out to keep you safe or to keep you feeling significant. If I could get couples to learn this one trick right here, to, to be aware of how their decision is affecting the other person and bumping up against that other person's primary need, mm -hmm. I would be out of a job. I, I truly would. This is probably where I spend, again, 80, 90% of my conversations with couples is helping them think about the impact they're having on their spouse. Right. If I could teach one skill, one magic wand, one one magic pill I could give people, this would be the thing that would put me out of business. Gladly put me out of business. I would be happy to be out of business because couples would be doing so much better. Right. And it is a learned skill. You can it absolutely is. learn how to do this with a little bit of practice. Right. And 
now that you have these two S's, safety or significance, now that you're aware of the primary needs of most men and most women, again, this isn't a blanket, absolutely every male and every female out there, but primarily every woman and every man falls into these two categories. Now you have a different language to talk about it because when your wife starts to respond to something and you're getting a response that's stronger than you expected, you can go... Honey, have I have I bumped up against some issue of stability or safety here for you? What what's wigging you out here? Right. And she she can stop for a minute and go, yeah, it actually is about this. Or same thing for right. a wife towards a husband. And the nice thing is, get it gets you off that downward spiral yeah. of you say something, your yep. wife gets defensive or your yep. husband gets defensive. You escalate because you get defensive back and it back and forth and back and forth and round and round and, and round. And now you're no longer talking about the, pri- the the first issue that we were originally talking about. Right. This helps you talk about the real issue. Yes. Which is safety or significance. Yep. So we wanted you guys to um, have this so that in your relationship, you can have better language to talk about in your in your day-to-day life with your husband or your wife. This is actually covered in one of the uh, six parts of the secure marriage framework. Uh, we actually talk about this piece. It's under the needs portion, yeah. um, uh, which is the last part of the secure marriage framework. It is. If you're wondering how your marriage stacks up according to those six parts of the secure marriage framework, uh, you can actually go to securemarriage.com and right on the homepage here, you can take a quiz that will uh, kind of assess Uh, your relationship in each one of those parts so that you know what area you need to begin in. Uh, And then from there, you can take courses on communication and uh, lots of other information. And if you're ready to jump in for a kind of a deeper dive, we have a whole course uh, you can do online with you and your spouse. Again, our hope, our primary desire is that everyone can have a secure marriage. We don't have a perfect marriage, but But we do have a secure marriage. We want everyone to have one too. So that's why we're doing what we're doing. I think this one's done. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next time. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.